This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Yeah, it was an interesting conversation because he was talking about all the hidden costs that there are in industrial agriculture that aren't translated to the consumer um, and that we don't hear about. So, yeah, interesting. I have a, actually, I have lots of questions, but uh, one of them is, I understand that you don't, you're not really gardening, you're not trying to control the, the, um, the environment, the growing environment. So how can you, how the layers in the food forest, do they grow naturally and how long does it take to get the different layers for the nature to become, um, yeah, to build the, the forest to be built? Right. So I, I did set it up, but, um, I'm glad to use the word control because I okay control is what's inherent in kind of our Western way of seeing the world. Um, I do, however, manage it in some way. Yeah, so, and that's a very different approach. It's not that I don't pull out things that I don't really want there, uh, um, but I rarely um, take out all of them. Like fennel, for instance, is is kind of volunteered in the garden from who knows mm-hmm. what. In one year, I just kind of let it go and. They'll become, you know, six feet tall, it's huge. And the, the great benefit of them is they're a great pollinator. They attract mm-hmm. little bees and stuff. And so I know that I'm feeding the neighborhood's insects when I do that. On the other hand, when I distributed some compost, I realized all those fennel seeds are in the compost and I didn't get the compost quite hot enough so that the seeds were killed. And then those seeds are naturally spread around too. So I'm pulling out fennel everywhere. So there's a fine balance between uh, just letting things happen and tweaking a bit. Does that begin to answer your, your question? Yeah. Uh, except harvesting, do you do any work? Like I look at my neighbors, um, they're out there <laughs> working with their lawnmower, ostensibly working, right? But the, the, the thing that's really doing the work is the stored sunlight in the form of fossil energies from millions of years ago. And all they're doing is walking behind their lawnmower. Mm. But I'm pretty sure they all, uh, even to the ones who really care about what their yard looks like and, and take pride in that, they all, I would think that they're thinking they're doing work because <laughs> it has to be done at a certain point and to maintain the kind of look that they need to because of a social story that we have about what yards need to be. Um, they view that as work. Um Whereas I'm out there harvesting, My, I'm doing something productive that, that benefits me, that keeps the yard going, that that has benefited other creatures. So when I, I'm sure it, it's work, but it's not the tedious labor that is is sometimes described as the the property of subsistence agriculture. When I'm doing something that's meaningful and joyful and and productive for me, like. That, that creates breakfast like this morning we went well yesterday we went and picked a bunch of strawberries and uh, you know <laughs> it's like i'm out there in the garden doing yoga essentially uh <laughs> bending over and, and treating <laughs> my body well and treating the yard well when we can find ways of of being holistically in the world um, that may or may not you know quote unquote save the world we're, we're better positioned to uh, respond to what's going on. And, and maybe in a time of food insecurity and changing climate and stuff, it, it might help a little bit. But in, you know, really 15 to 20 years of me beginning this whole process and more radically in the six or seven last years, 
I haven't seen any of my neighbors take serious steps towards mimicking me, with the exception of a couple of teenagers who, now teenagers who I met when they were four and eight, respectively, um, with whom I have great relationships and come over and help me in the garden. Um, you know, that's kind of a disappointing thing. And I realized just how much we need to get out the stories that are there and social norms. If we're to make true what uh, the Carbon Albanac, Seth Godin, are saying that it's not too late, we need to be doing more than just building gardens in our front yard. But if that's a foundation for you feeling connected to nature and as part of the earth that you are, then that's a good first step. But everybody's first step, it could be different. How's that for an, for an expanding <laughs> of the field of conversation? I was just going to say, you said your story is a little bit different or you're focused on a different story now. Do you want to share anything about that? Oh, that, I mean, what I'm, I'm really interested in is, is what is the story that we're currently enacting? Um, that's a phrase that uh, Daniel Quinn uses in his book. Um, I don't know if he actually uses it. Yeah, he does in his book, uh, Ishmael. You know, the story we're enacting is one of separation from nature, that we can control nature, that we're kind of the pinnacle um, crop of, of mammals, if you will, and it's up to us to control and do everything, which is which is both full of hubris and too much responsibility. So I'm I'm interested in a story and how to tell that story and have people hear it that helps us feel like um, we're part of an unfolding story and we don't know really how it ends except that it ends in goodness somehow, even when there's tragedy and, and terribly difficult stuff that we will yet have to face. Um, what what's the inner emotional work we need to do and what's the public grieving we need to do it seems really important to me you've been listening to carbon sessions a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world we'd love you to join the carbon sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again as together we can change the world.